The Miami Hurricanes have two days left to make their final recruiting push for five-star defensive tackle David Stone. So you're telling me there's a chance. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And thank you so much to the everydayers. David Stone, five-star defensive tackle out of IMG Academy, is going to be making his announcement on Saturday. Will it be Oklahoma? Will it be Miami? Will it be Michigan State? In a lot of ways, this recruitment starting to feel like a rinse and repeat from Kamari and Franklin's recruitment last week. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean this one is going to end the same way because, of course, every recruit and every family is different, all right? But David Stone, a lot like Kamari and Franklin last week, he's got an opportunity to stay home and play for, in his case, the Oklahoma Sooners. He grew up about 30, 40 minutes away from their campus, and I believe he has an older sister enrolled there, uh, where, you know, Kamari and Franklin last week ultimately chose to stay home and play for Ole Miss. Now, with David Stone, Miami has worked extremely hard on this one for several months. And if you're looking for a real positive on where Miami stands, if you're looking for a silver lining, and I know we've heard this before on some players we've missed out on and some players Miami has landed. So, you know, kind of depends on how strong of a factor this is for every individual player. But it is being widely reported that Miami is the favored destination of his family. You remember, for example, this is not the only thing they've done, but you remember when Miami, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, they made a recruiting edit for Stoney's six-year-old brother. He and his family, Stone and his family, absolutely loved that, and Miami has really gone the extra mile to make his family, as well as Stone himself, feel comfortable at Miami. Um, now, my assumption, and again, I've not been told this on anyone on Miami staff or anything like that. This is just uh, me reading between the lines based on, you know, what I, I can kind of infer about the situation. I'm sure that after missing out on Kamari and Franklin last week, Miami has probably become even more aggressive down the stretch to try and close with Stone. Some are even saying that Miami feels better about where they sit with Stone than they did with Kamari and Franklin over the last couple of days before he made his announcement that Miami is actually feeling more confident heading into this one. Now, Steve Wiltfong from 24-7 Sports wrote yesterday that Stone, according to Fong, is torn. Wiltfong says, do not rule Miami out here. Gabby Arudia, our friend from inside the U, says Miami is gearing up. He said this yesterday, Miami is or was gearing up for a major push over the final 72 hours. We're now in about the final 48 hours. I can tell you that Miami stays in constant communication with Stone, but I'm sure Oklahoma and Michigan State do the same. Now, if you're asking me, what do I think two days out? Because I know we've got probably a lot of Boomer Sooner fans watching this. They're like, what is this guy? He thinks he's going to Miami. I think Miami's got a shot, but I will be honest. Uh, my gut is still telling me Oklahoma wins out on this one by the slightest of margins. I do think a lot can change over the next two days. And I'll also say no matter who Stone chooses on Saturday, you can say this about just about any five star. 
It will not stop Miami from continuing to push until National Signing Day. And in the case of a lot of the four and five stars out there, whether it be guys Miami has landed or guys Miami has missed out on the verbal commitment from what they do on the field this year, what the Hurricanes do on the field this year, if they show improvement, if they win a lot of games, it's going to help you down the stretch with players who are either uncommitted and on the fence or maybe some players who committed elsewhere, but they want to see how Miami does, right? So, you know, talk about flipping stones, overturning stones. Maybe that could be something we look at. But to sum it up, I'm not ruling out Miami here. Um, I, I think Miami likes the way they're trending heading into the final couple of days. But if you're asking me today, Thursday, I still lean to Oklahoma because the whole hometown thing can be a hard thing to pass up unless you're a South Florida kid, apparently. <laughs> now, uh, we got to talk about Zaquan Patterson as well. Five-star safety out of Chaminade, Madonna. He is announcing also on Saturday. And Miami has some ground to make up here because the Florida State Seminoles have been considered the trending favorites for the past couple of weeks for Zaquan. Now, Maybe some good news here because I saw Stephen Wagner and his magnificent mustache on Kane Sport reported yesterday that Miami, in his words, is still very much in the running here. Uh, he also said that as of last night, Patterson's mind is not made up. So uh, apparently that's supposedly the case here with both Patterson and David Stone. Steve Wiltbong said Stone is still torn. Uh, you know, basically we're hearing the same thing about Zaquan Patterson, that his mind is not 100% made up yet, but a lot of people do think that Florida State uh, is trending. And it's not just Florida State and Miami here, by the way. Some even say Miami's not in second place. Michigan are also very much in the mix here. So is Auburn, and Ohio State is in the running, but I feel like Ohio State is on the outside looking in compared to the others. And for a number of different reasons. Saquon Patterson would be a really important recruit for Miami to land. Uh, this is another elite South Florida prospect we would hate to see leave this area. And given that he's from Chaminade, Madonna, uh, landing him would certainly help you, you know, keep JoJo Trader happy to have his teammate could also maybe help you make up some ground to flipping Jeremiah Smith before National Signing Day. So, I want to land all the Chaminade kids. They've got a lot of five stars. It's uh, one of the most talented high school teams in the country this year in terms of their college football prospects. So, and, and you know, it's strange. You guys tell me if you feel the same way. As weird as it is to say, I think I'm getting more positive feedback two days out about David Stone than I am about Zaquan Patterson two days out, which is interesting because the South Florida kid versus the kid who, you know, he plays high school football in Florida, but he's from Oklahoma. IMG Academy is a boarding school. So I'm actually getting more positive vibes right now about the kid from Oklahoma coming here than about the kid from South Florida. Hopefully, you know, Miami can make a serious push and land both, but that is where things stand. We got so much coming up on this episode of Locked on Canes. We're literally only getting started because we've got questions from you guys that I want to answer on the other side. What is Miami's biggest weakness this year? How much is Miami going to show you against Miami, Ohio, a week before taking on Texas A&M? Uh, how much is being in the ACC, not the SEC or Big Ten, how much is that affecting recruiting right now? We get so many awesome questions from you guys on our subtext community. And if you want to join our subtext community, that's the way to take your everyday or experience to the next level. Become a VIP for signing up for our subtext community. I include a link in the show description below. 
I give you guys one-on-one -on -one text messages from my phone directly to yours with recruiting scoops, breaking news, practice observations. Uh, you can ask me questions. I'll answer directly there, or we can answer on the shows as well. If you want to try it free for 14 days, you can click the link in the show description below. And then if you like it after 14 days, you can opt in if you want, and it's $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So we are answering your questions next. We're only getting started here on Locked on Canes. Oh, I'm only getting started with eBay Motors. And you know this, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed so get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only and exclusions apply Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For your second listen, the two-part ultimate college football preview is live on Locked on ACC. Uh, I was involved in this special previewing the Hurricanes. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we got a question through our subtext channel from Jake, who says, uh, Jake Dono, I haven't heard much about Jaleel Skinner. How's his fall camp going do you think we could see him get any time on the field this season? Oh, he's going to get time. Jaleel Skinner's going to get time on the field. Um, he's more of a, well, theoretically can be more of a weapon in the passing game than any of Miami's other tight ends. Uh, you know, I, Riley Williams is very young. He will get there. Uh, Elijah Arroyo is also a weapon in the passing game. He's a little bit more well-rounded. So I think the reason why maybe people don't talk as much about Jaleel Skinner is that he's usually been the second or third team tight end in practices just because his inline blocking, I believe, is a little bit behind Cam McCormick's and Elijah Arroyo's. So I see Elijah Arroyo being probably the starting tight end. I think he's the best of both worlds. Very good receiver, good inline blocker. Um, Jaleel Skinner, six foot six. He's one of those secret weapons, right? Because he can be a jumbo wide receiver, uh, more of a pass catching specialist. So to answer your question, we're going to see him on the field, even if he's not probably won't be the starting tight end this year, Jake. So Skinner's doing all right. Uh, we get a question from Caddy who says, hey, you're only as strong as your biggest weakness. What are you hearing from coaches or players on our biggest weaknesses, offense or defense, heading into the season? Well, okay, Caddy, um, I, I've never heard any of Miami's coaches come and say, yeah, this is our biggest weakness. That'd be like, you know, giving a, a, a cheat code to your opponents who are preparing for you. So I only have to read between the lines here, right? Because I don't think any Miami coach or player would admit this is our biggest weakness. Um, I think Miami has fewer weaknesses than last season. I know if teams are studying what the team did last year with very different personnel, they're saying uh, we can hit a lot of deep bombs on this team because their communication in the defensive backfield was terrible. But you've got new cornerbacks this year, new defensive coordinator, completely new philosophy. And I like the way the young corners have been playing in practice. So I don't, I don't think that that's going to be an issue the way that it was last season. I think they're probably fixing that. Um, I will say reading between the lines, something I'm going to be looking for 
is Miami's rushing defense, running defense, because Miami's running backs and offensive line, they've had some success in practice opening holes, and Miami's running backs have made some big plays. Now, I think part of that is Miami's got a real good offensive line this year, and they've got better running backs than last year. I think the defense battles, but rushing defense was a big problem last year. Uh, They've been a little bit vulnerable in practice, so that's something that I look at. And another thing that I would look at would be um, offensive line depth. Uh, I think Miami starters, you know, if you got five starters out on the field, you're one of the best O-lines in the ACC, one of the better O-lines in the country. I, I just don't think they have great depth. So if you know something were to happen to any of the starters, then you'd be stretched a little bit thin there. So that's what I would say about Miami's uh, perceived weaknesses. We get a question from Cario, who says, hey, we, we know all the hard work that coaches and players put into getting players game ready. What types of prep do you think Cristobal does to make better game day decisions which is something he's often criticized about. Um, listen, Mario, he doesn't have hobbies. Like all Mario Cristobal's hobby is football. His job is football. His life is football. His hobby is football. I guess the only hobby he has is drinking cafecito, so he has more energy for football. <laughs> so Mario Cristobal is always, he's always evaluating himself. He's evaluating his players. And, you know, as far as like making better game day decisions, uh, game day decisions get a lot easier when you've got better players <laughs> because folks, when you second guess a certain play call or when a coach used a timeout, you usually second guess those things because something the players do out there, they don't execute correctly. And then you go back to, well, the coach shouldn't have made that decision. Well, guess what? If you've got better players and they execute, that makes the coaches look a lot better. And, you know, Cristobal, he's always... Uh, taking input from his staff and leaning on his staff. And, you know, you've got a new offensive coordinator calling the plays this year. You've got a new defensive coordinator calling the defense this year. So uh, that that's another way that Cristobal is, you know, always looking to improve and become a better game day coach. Not only is he, I'm sure, self-studying, but he's also surrounding himself with better people when it comes to the players on the field and the coaches on the field. So uh, that's uh, an ever-evolving situation. We get a question from, oh, I like this one, from Southwest Florida Kane, who says, do you think with the stable of running backs we have that one can separate himself from the pack and have a 1,000-yard season? You know, Miami hasn't had a 1,000-yard individual rusher since Mark Walton, which how many years ago was that? It's been a long time since Miami has had an individual 1,000-yard rusher, and I see your point, Southwest Florida Kane, because when you have a pretty heavy rotation, when you look at Henry Parrish and A.J. Allen and Don Chaney, who's healthy out there and looking really good. And let me compliment Chaney for a second, because we probably don't do it enough on this show. When I asked Mario Cristobal earlier this week about how Miami's running backs were doing, Cristobal went out of his way to praise Chaney and how much of a factor he's been out there. So... You know, maybe I don't talk about Cheney as much because I, I talk a lot about the new guys who we haven't seen yet in Miami uniforms. But um, and, you, you know, Mark Fletcher being one of those new guys who's doing incredibly well, the true freshman out of American heritage. So for that reason, uh, I think Miami could have a, a really successful running game this year without necessarily having a thousand yard back. But if I'm going to go out on a limb and say which of these guys breaks a thousand yards this year. 
I'm going to stick with the player I've been most complimentary of for the past two weeks, and that's A.J. Allen out of Nebraska. I think that would probably be the guy who can get you to a thousand yards because he's he's got a really good combination of, you know, he's experienced. I mean, only, you know, this is his second year, but he's obviously more experienced than Mark Walton or sorry, not Mark Walton, than Mark Fletcher. I was thinking about Mark Walton from before. He's got more experience than Fletcher. Uh, he's he's a pretty well rounded back and I think he's got a chance to be the starter this year. So I'm gonna say AJ Allen has the best shot of breaking a thousand yards, but the guy who I think scores the most rushing touchdowns this year, I think that's going to be Fletcher because Fletcher is going to be the guy you're going to rely on red zone and goal line because he's got the extra strength, size, and power that nobody else in Miami's running back room has until until Trevante Citizen is ready to come back. He's still working his way off injury. But Mark Fletcher, to me, is the guy who's going to lead the team in touchdowns this year. All right, when we come back, we got a question about uh, ooh about possible meet and greets this year, about road game situations, about whether be- not being in the SEC is hurting Miami in recruiting, and how much is Miami going to show Miami Ohio Week One? How much do you need to show them in terms of your full playbook? You want to keep it locked right here on Locked On Canes, folks. If you're thinking of starting therapy. Give BetterHelp a try. I have benefited from therapy. Mental health is a topic near and dear to my heart uh, because there are times, folks, managing your work life and your family life, it can become overwhelming. Um, So I have benefited so much from this. BetterHelp is entirely online, which I love. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Because sometimes you need to, you know, you need to maybe mix and match till you find the therapist who's right for you. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on college. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And thank you so much to the everydayers. And guys, again, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, sign up for our exclusive texting community through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. Everydayers, tomorrow is going to be loaded. We're going to talk more recruiting with Brian Smith, my colleague at allhurricanes.com and recruiting expert on the Locked on Network. And... I think we're going to have a second episode tomorrow because uh, my good friend who's now on the Miami Dolphins beat, but years ago was on the Miami Hurricanes beat. That's how I met this guy. Omar Kelly is going to join the show and he's going to tell stories from the Butch Davis and Larry Coker eras when he was covering Miami back in the day. So I can't wait to talk with Omar Kelly. You know him and you love him or maybe you hate him from his Miami Dolphins coverage. But before he was on the Dolphins beat, he was on the Canes beat and I want to I want to pick Omar's brain on what that was like, you know, covering, you know, a national championship team back in 2001. So we're going to have an awesome end of the week here on Locked on Canes. We get a question from Pat Mack, who says, hey, do you think that Miami, Ohio will be a smokescreen for the Aggies game, starting some freshmen and not showing most of the playbook? He says, I'd love to see Fletcher. Ray Ray, Hurricane, and Pancake Honcho start what amounts to a preseason game. To answer your question, Pat, no, I don't see it that way. 
Um, maybe if if they were opening with Bethune Cookman, who they play week three, maybe if it was Bethune Cookman week one, you could approach it like that because you know Bethune Cook they don't have anywhere near the athletes to compete with Miami. I'm not taking Miami, Ohio lightly. Top 20 defense last year, they returned the vast majority of uh, the two deep on their defensive depth chart last year. This should be a win. Miami, Florida, by the way, is favored by 17 and a half points in that game. So Vegas is telling you it should be a relatively easy win, but I think Middle Tennessee should have been a relatively easy win last week. So if you're able to hide anything, from Miami, Ohio, you probably hide a little bit of the scheme, but not the personnel. I think you throw your best 22 starters out there for this game, try to outmuscle them, and hopefully you can beat them with a you know somewhat basic version of your playbooks. But if you have to dial some things up, you do what you got to do to win that game. But unfortunately, I do not think that Miami, Ohio is inferior enough compared to our Miami for us to to play a bunch of friends, you just you can't. I mean, you know, your hope would be you get a big lead in the second half and you can start putting some backups in. But I'm not even guaranteeing that that would happen. Uh, you know, try to be a little bit buttoned up with your playbook if you can. But I this is not going to be a pushover game. If it was Bethune Cookman week one, yes, Miami Ohio, not that bad. And I don't know if we're that good. We will find out. We're going to find out within the first couple weeks of the season. But awesome question, nonetheless. Uh, we get a question from that dude two three nine who says, "Hey Dono, hurricane season is just eight days away. I'm super excited for the season and super excited to see results in this new rebuild. My question is: During the season, is there any special place you will be at for a meet and greet? Um, I don't think like we're not going to do anything like that for every game of the season, but I can guarantee you we're going to do some stuff for the Clemson game." Because the Clemson game, our guy Coach Coop is going to be in town for that from Tennessee. Uh, I think the I think uh, our guy AO is going to be in town for the Clemson game. So we're probably going to do uh, a meet and greet at Canesware in Davie. We're going to do something like that the day of the Clemson game. And uh, if, if we decide to do anything earlier on in the season, I will let you guys know. It's not like uh, there have been times when I've wanted to do more, but, you know, as a, as a working member of the media covering the games in the press box, sometimes it can just be difficult balancing the work responsibilities with the meet and greets. Uh, but we're at the very least Clemson game. We're going to do something. If we can do some stuff before other games, I will definitely let you guys know because I love I love meeting people. And, you know, sometimes even if it's not a meet and greet, people will recognize me from the show and they'll say hello. You're more than welcome to do that. I don't bite. Like if you if you recognize me, you want to say hello. I'd love to. I'd love to take a selfie with you, whatever you want. Just don't ask me for an autograph because my signature is worth nothing. If you ask me for an autograph, that napkin that I autograph is worth less after my signature goes on it than it was before. But I'd love to take a selfie. Uh, Andy says, hey, are you going to any road games this year? 50-50 um, if I get out to any. Um, that, that's like a once in a blue moon thing for me. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested, though, uh, perhaps in going to maybe the North Carolina or NC State game. Uh, or the Florida State game, if I can swing that one, that's always a good time, you know, to get out there to Tallahassee and you know scream and and yell and go crazy. Because I'd probably go as a fan, not as a member of the media, if I'm going to go to a game like that. Because it'd be too much fun to sit in the press box for that game. Uh, I wish I could go to the Boston College game because Boston's a great city, but that one's Thanksgiving weekend, so that that is a no go from the fan. They're not going to let me leave to go to the Boston College game. So 
Uh, I don't know. It's 50-50 if I get out to a game. It'd probably be Florida State game or one of the games in the Carolinas if I do. Get a question from Quan DeCane who says, it seems not being in the SEC is hurting Miami in recruiting more than anything else. Should Miami scrap their plans for new facilities and use that money to buy their way out of the ACC like Florida State is trying to do? Uh, I, I would say no, because no matter where you are, the facilities are still too important not to have. I think that needs to be your priority. Um, you know, expanding the indoor practice facility by an extra 30 yards, you know, the new locker room, the new lounges, the new coaches' offices, no matter what conference you're in, you need that stuff. So you can't you can't take that off of your priorities list. You just have to hope that, you know, you have to hope that you find another way to get out of the ACC. And by the way, if Miami does get out of the ACC, I think the Big Ten is more likely than the SEC because the teams in the SEC, they don't want Miami because they love to come down here and snatch up Miami's recruits by, hey, we're in the SEC. You got to Miami's not in the SEC. You got to come to the SEC. Uh, so if they let Miami into the SEC, they lose that recruiting pitch. I don't think the coaches in the SEC want Miami in their conference. I think you've got a better shot with the Big Ten, but I would not scrap the facilities. You have to go full speed ahead with that. And you're already committed to that, so you can't put that genie back in the bottle at this point. Uh, we get a question from who is this from rock style i love this guy rock style he says hey safeties dono after cam and james who do you expect to step up this year at the safety position have you heard any buzz on backups like brian Ballum, Jaden harris and markeith williams and do you think any of our corners can switch to safety if needed have a great day um, yeah, I, I know it seems like the corners cross train quite, but they usually cross train, but cross train between corner and nickel, not so much with safety. I'm very bullish on Markeith Williams. Markeith has been the next guy up. Uh, I'm pretty confident in what he can do. I think Ballum and Harris are doing fine, but I'm, I'm also really bullish on Caleb Spencer, the true freshman. Uh, I don't know if he's like ready to be an impact guy season one, but he shows me all the physical tools out there on the green tree practice field. So do not be surprised. Uh, Markeith Williams, I'm very bullish on. And do not be surprised if you see Caleb Spencer get a little time this year and do some good things out there. From the 561, he asked, do you think we will pack the house next Friday? Fans are seeing the program uh, making a tremendous 360. Well, I think one, because 360 would just be like back to where he started from. He says, do you see Dawson having no mercy on Miami, Ohio, meaning try trying to put up major points to make a statement? Uh, as far as your first question, man, on packing the house, I hope so. I really hope so, because I know last year was the first year of Mario, so there was more of a new car smell to start the season. Uh, but the, you should always pack the house the first game. So come on, man. Let's get let's get sixty five thousand people in Hard Rock Stadium and let's freaking go. As far as like running up the score is, I think what you're asking. Um, I don't know if that's in Shannon Dawson's DNA, but I definitely know it's not in Mario Cristobal's DNA. Mario is not a run up the score type of guy. Like he doesn't have any of that old Steve Spurrier old ball coach thing. Um, I. You know, if, if Miami makes some big plays early on and they take a big lead, I think you're going to see them button it up and run the football a lot. And the upside to doing that, if you can get a big lead early and then kind of, you know, run the football and manage the rest of the game, 
the benefit of that is then you're not showing Miami or sorry, you're not showing Texas A&M too much for the following week. So I do not expect Shannon Dawson to put his foot on the jugular or whatever and go for blood. I, I think Miami would probably be pretty conservative with that. Uh, we get a question from Caesar who says, maybe you can answer this. How high in the top 25 if we start the season 6-0 and leading to Clemson? How much respect do the Canes get in the polls if that happens? I would love to get a primetime game at home at Hard Rock and bring those 2017 Notre Dame vibes back. Um, okay, so if Miami started 6-0 and heading into Clemson, uh, that would include wins over Texas A&M and North Carolina, who are both ranked if they can start 6-0. and now, this is purely hypothetical because I'm you know, i not necessarily saying Miami starts 6-0, but if they did and beat two ranked teams along the way, I could see them being in the top 15 then. They start the season 6-0. I could see them being a top 15 team by the time they face Clemson. Not saying that's going to happen, but if I'm going to answer your hypothetical, I think that's probably where we'd sit. All right, guys, huge thank you again for the awesome questions. And again, if you want to join our exclusive subtext community, you can try it free for 14 days. Click the link in the show description below. And we're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk more recruiting. We open up the episode talking about David Stone and Zaquan Patterson. We're going to be 24 hours closer to their decisions tomorrow. We'll break it down with Brian Smith, and we'll talk with Omar Kelly tomorrow as well. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We'll talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.